Look who decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You're causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Let's go. Let's do this. Le, 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 levels. Level up, Jeremy. Leveling. Leveling is good. Good. Hey, this is the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Karis. I'm Gary. And I'm... No, I'm Gary. No, You're I'm Jerry. I'm Jerry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Gary. Let's try that again. <laughs> hey, this is the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Gary. I'm Jerry. I'm Carrots. I'm Monkey. I don't know. <laughs> I'm cherries. You're cherries. <laughs> uh, no, it's Karis and Jeremy with you, and this is episode 114. Just being silly. We're just, just being silly, silly gooses silly. today. Go back to the pond, Karis. You're so silly. <laughs> Speaking of being silly, this episode is entitled Cage Match for Enigma. Oh, and it will all become painfully clear. Yes. When we talk about the cage match for mm-hmm. Enigma. Yeah. Uh, so on the live radio program this morning at 6 to 10 a.m. Uh, on 1027 The Peak in Vancouver, you can find it at thepeak.fm if you'd like to stream it. Uh, we talk, We had some space stuff, which is cool. Talking about uh, the International Space Station, what they're going to do with it when they've decommissioned it, because it's getting old. And their plan is not much of a plan, <laughs> uh, is what it's Well, so it sounds like the simplest plan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The simplest. Just put which, no effort into this. Yeah. Um, we're also talking about the biggest diamond known to humankind, potentially. Something or biggest black diamond known. It's yeah. a different kind of diamond. I don't know. It's big. It's like the size of Irish Spring Bar. Wild. Wild. Uh, also, we talked to our favorite political pundit, Mo Amir. He was at the leadership Liberal Leadership Committee said it was a good party. Yeah, he said he was still recovering from that party this morning, and that was Saturday a couple night. days ago. Yeah. You know what, though? He's at that age where it takes two days. Yes. If you really get into the uh, free bar, which apparently there was. Open the bar. Liquor was open bar, make, flowing make, freely at the B.C. Liberal Leadership Convention. Makes me like the liberals more. I'm not going to lie. That helps. That helps. Change my perception. <laughs> yeah. If you can throw a good party, you're a good host. That's a start. And they had good Start snacks, apparently. Of me maybe one day forgiving you guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe not voting for you, but maybe forgiving you. But beginning. Maybe. The beginning maybe. of healing the divide. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we start off today talking about biophilia. <laughs> Serotonin, that's Girl in Red. Good morning. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy at 6.06. I had some serious serotonin yesterday because of the weather that we were having here on the south. West Coast. Oh, buckle up. Bye. Oh, Ophelia. It, I, I don't know about you, but Sunday I was just outside and I didn't want to go inside because it no, was so beautiful. No, everybody was outside. Yeah, you're like, it was just outrageous. Were you the only one? No, I went to Golden Ears. It <laughs> was like I was, it was like I went to Coachella. I was uh, like, okay, cool. So then uh, we did that and then we went to Monday Park and it was like, oh, it was like day two of Coachella. It was mm, just like, where, mm. where, where do all you people come from? Yeah, exactly. If the, on a day like yesterday, everybody comes out of the woodwork. It's like, <laughs> I need to experience biophilia. 
so much of it. Biophilia is our connection to nature. And I was feeling so connected yesterday. I was cleaning bird poo off the house (laughs) that has been there ever since we moved in. And I don't know how many years before that it has been there. It just felt like a really good time. All the thing I was raking up some dead stuff and all the new stuff was growing. Already? Oh, so good. Yes. All the little spears of crocus and snowdrops. I was just, it was, I was out of control. And my kids were like, mom, shut up about the biophilia. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm watching eagles soar in the air right now. I like, I'm full of good feelings. We saw a goblin. Where did you see a goblin? In Golden Ears. It was like a little statue <gasps> someone had tucked into a tree. I saw your and picture. And I was like, oh my God, there's a goblin. And uh, and I forget kids are dumb. And they're like, oh my God, is it real? And I was like, oh yeah, I guess if you're four, you don't know if goblins are real or not. <laughs> so I had to go over and I was like, no, punk, punk, punk. On the phone, we have our favorite political pundit and host of This is Van Color, Sundays at 7 p.m. on Check, Mo Amir. Hey, Karis and Jeremy, how's it going? I'm just psyched for your debate club coming up. Valentine's Day should be punt. <laughs> should we punt or go for it? Yeah, that that was a that was a fun one. I, uh, I, I I hate I hate to side with the liberal on your show, but I like your take. <laughs> yeah, I have to, I have to say I I agree with her take as well. I you know I, here's the thing: like if if I don't show up. Next week with uh, chocolates and flowers, Momo's going to be in the doghouse. So <laughs> she can say she can make that argument, but I I, I know how it really is. Mo, <laughs> liberal leadership uh, convention happened over the weekend. You were yeah. there, weren't you? I was. Yeah, you know, I have to admit, I'm, I'm still recovering from Saturday's uh, convention. And uh, say what you want about the BC Liberals, but they always pick up the tabs on uh, on the drinks. So, as a non-journalist who was just there to ask Stan Sipos about his street fighting career or uh, Montel Jordan's or sing Montel Jordan songs with Gavin Dew, uh, I took full advantage of that perk. So I'm still kind of feeling it today. Whoa! Good, look at good. you. You, know you want a, You want a generous party? Party. Uh, and totally. Yeah, Do they have good snacks as well? Do they have snacks out? Oh, it was so multicultural. They had samosas and egg rolls and uh, fried chicken sandwiches. It was great. Good yeah. times. It sounds delicious. Now, <laughs> you you were making the call on who was going to win the leadership spot for the BC Yeah, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my well, Alice parlay did not hit. Exactly. Yeah. Jeremy, I hope you didn't bet the house on my prediction I was hoping week. to turn $10 into 600 but instead I turned $10 into $0. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I owe, I owe you a couple of beers for making that bet. Yeah, well, you know what? You could you could uh, get us some beers and maybe some egg rolls sometime, and and we'll forgive you. Anytime, anytime. And so, yeah, uh, former B.C. Deputy Premier Kevin Falcon won the uh, B.C. Liberal leadership race on Saturday. He's the new leader of the official opposition against Premier Horgan and the B.C. NDP. And Falcon won very decisively, you know, 47 percent of the vote in the first ballot, 47 percent in a field of seven candidates. Like, that's no joke. That's a huge landslide victory. And uh, now I think his challenge um, uh, is basically um, 
having to heal the divides in his party that came out of this race. And I think he's been tackling it pretty well uh, so far. He's been a very gracious winner. And as I've always said, you know, listen, you don't have to be a fan of the BC Liberals to recognize that a strong opposition party with good ideas... Speed is of the essence. I got something new for my collection, Karis. Is it more dinosaur bones? My fake collection. No, this one is the largest cut diamond in the world. <gasps> it's the size of a bar of soap like Irish Spring. Really? It's ginormous. And, and yeah. it might come from space. Space. The final frontier. The largest black diamond, simply known as the Enigma. Oh. It's going to go up for auction. It is believed to be 2.6 to 3.8 billion years old. And it's just been floating around in space this whole time? Well, no, here on the Earth, but may have originally come from space or was created in those halcyon days 3.8 billion years ago when the Earth was a different time and a meteor crashed into the Earth and due to the extreme temperatures and pressure and impact created... The Carbonado Black Diamond, like the Sharknado, but carbon, Carbonado Black Diamond. Wow. They're exceptionally rare, obviously, but then mm-hmm. this one is spectacular in that it's the size of like a bar of Irish Spring Soap. Ah, I see. Now, I think, Jeremy, I understand that you want this for your collection very badly because yep. you have a collection of... Uh, Fake old, stuff that I don't have. Yeah, like all of your old dinosaur bones. Crusader and your, sword, yes, treasure all, hoard, mm-hmm, Roman coins. All of yes, those things. All of these things. Uh, you will have to fight Jennifer Lopez for this. I will, I will. Um, it's only $6 million, though. Yeah, well, I feel like she's probably maybe going to get engaged again to Ben Affleck. Oh, man, and did you she, imagine rocking up with that on your oh, man. finger? She loves... A diamond the size of a bar of soap? And she, that's what she digs. She digs those huge engagement rings. So I wow. feel like there will be a throwdown between you and Jennifer Lopez for this ring because she wants it for when she... Her next engagement. And uh, and I think, you know, I, I guess when it comes to just straight up money, I think she'd have you. But I would prefer to see like a cage match between you and Jennifer <laughs> Lopez for the Enigma Black Diamond you ring. You want to just watch me get murdered on television is what you want. I would lose that every time. She's so fit and I'm Captain Dadbot over here. Arm in arm, Arkells on 1027 The Peak. Arkells show in Vancouver moved to October. So never fear. They're coming. It's just they're becoming at a time when shows will hopefully be somewhat back to normal. Space, the final frontier. Man, the International Space Station is uh, its an old jalopy of spacecrafts now. Is it yeah, really? Yeah. It looks like retrofuturism. It's super old, and we shouldn't be in there anymore because uh, the aliens will laugh at us. They'll be like, well, you guys got the 1995 Civic of space stations. We're like, oh, that's a good point. Now, yeah, is it, a 19, is it kind of like a 1995 Civic? Or yeah, are we talking like a hatchback, too. Oh, a little okay. bit of rust. A little mm. bit of rust. Those small wheels. Yeah. It's not trendy. I mean, the hatchback is so, so useful, though. I know. I but, love them. When I see those yeah. old 90s Honda Civics, I'm like, I want one. I had one. My wife won't let me get one. Mm. She's like, nope. Um, so in 2031, they got to get rid of it. So they're thinking of just crashing it into the ocean because we already use it as a bit of a dump. Why not? 
So that's their big plan. A big plan is just crash into the Pacific Ocean. They're like, it's pretty big. Probably won't hit anyone. Just just steer. You know, Pacific Ocean is kind of a large target. It's a large target. Uh, so. Try and avoid the Fingers small islands. Crossed. Yeah, avoid the small islands. And if you can, try not to hit a pod of whales. Yeah, but they could crash it into the plastic island. Yeah, if they could find that. the plastic island, that would maybe Why don't they help just cushion the blow a bit. Hurdle it further into space. Why don't they just be like, set a course for the sun? And just go, and then the sun just will take care of it. Yeah, I mean, if space is, in fact, endless, could that be our new garbage dump? The first Star Trek movie, right, the Voyager space probe goes out, you know, no spoilers, but it mm-hmm. comes back as this, like, cloud of energy destroying everything in its path. That was Voyager, becomes the V'ger, it becomes sentient. So maybe watching that documentary, Star Trek, the motion picture, they're like, if we send the space station into space, it might come back, and we won't like that. No. Ooh, sorry, some of those clips that kind of uh, cut off at the end there. Yeah. Just in case you were like, oh, was there was there just one little bit more of that point? There was. There was. That's a um, technical challenge. But you know what? We have technical challenges. Um, you know, it's something that I think people can relate to. I think if I get a tattoo, I might say technical challenges. I, You know what? Really, that is something I think that has been constant in my life, technical yeah. challenges. <laughs> You know, ever since uh, ever since I started trying to play with a computer, I've always had technical challenges. So, uh, so that's it for the program. Yeah, tight and bright today, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. If you would like to tweet at the show to get the chips, you do it by tweeting at Karis C H A R I S Hog H O G G, or at Jeremy underscore Baker. And while there, you're going to see the spiciest takes. That's all we do when we're not on the podcast giving the hottest takes in the city. Um, then we're on the Twitter just being absolute muckrakers. <laughs> and if you've got, maybe you've got a great uh, swear word that's not a swear word. Do you yeah, use like a word, swear word that's, that's not a swear word? Yeah, we were talking about that on the program this morning. And, you know, one of my favorite ones is tabernac. Tabernac! It's a French Canadian tabernac! And everyone's like, that's a really serious swear word. And we're like, is it? So we looked it up. What did it mean? It is a cabinet in a Christian church where they keep some things. things that they use for a ceremony. It's literally a cabinet. It's like a little cupboard that's in a church. And a it's church cabinet! Yeah. So when you're swearing in French Canadian, you say, church cabinet! And apparently that is really quite a heinous thing to say. I feel like we got a future butchered French. I think, oh, we so do. That's for the Triple PQ, which if you listen to our live reader program, uh, you will discover that at about 9.15 Pacific Standard Time. Every evening, every day. Every, every morning. Every morning. Yeah. Well, All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being part of the program. Bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the Grimace. All right. We're done here.